0: Daniel Ramsey here. And I'm really excited because Joshua Smith, the great Joshua Smith is here today. And I've known this guy and actually I've been your secret follower for like almost a decade, like just in the background. And we got a chance to meet a couple weeks ago and I'm like, please, please, please come on our podcast. And today's edition is dominate your real estate business. Top tips from a top producer, Joshua. Thanks for being here today, man.
1: Yeah, no, I'm honored, man. I, I truly appreciate your support and the kind words, but uh, yeah, I love it, man. I'm, I'm massive honor to be here with you.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about building businesses. I know you've built an amazing real estate practice, but let's rock through like your story first. I want the audience to know who you are, what you've
1: done in the industry, and just kind of how you are in the world. Let's start with your story, man. Yeah, dude. So, you know, I got into the business in 2005. So I was 23 years old. And just like most things in my life have happened by accident, if you will, you know, right? Like I, mm-hmm. when I got into the real estate business, I, so again, I was 23 years old, I was managing a health club at the time and wanted to open up my own gym, but I was called a dropout, you know, didn't make good money, thousand dollars to my name, couldn't get a loan. So I needed a way to just go out there and raise capital and bank capital. So in 2005, real estate markets booming, very similar to like it is today. And yeah. at least my, you know, from an outsider looking into the industry, my perception was, was everybody in real estate is crushing it, making tons of money, and just seemed like it'd be the right vehicle where I could just jump into three or four years, work my ass off, wasn't married, didn't have a family, uh, so, it's like, man, I can just go out there and bank at least a, a, enough of a down payment, you know, right? To, to yeah. go out there and acquire a gym. And, you know, I always say that through that journey, real estate became my obsession and health and fitness is my passion, you know, right? So, I just really just fell in love with this industry, man. Here and 15 right. years later, here I am, dude. So, you know, had jumped in though and just grinded hard, man. I had a great first year, 40 deals, my first brought me to a capacity and this is 2005. So there was no sign, there was no smartphones, there was no, yeah. you know, so it took longer to do deals. But I hired my first assistant started my team going to my second year and now been running my real estate team for over 14 years and still loving every day of it.
0: What made you stay in the industry? I mean, obviously, you're passionate about the, the working out and exercising and staying fit. But, you know, once you got in there, what was like, Oh, my God, there's an opportunity or what caused you to say this was my industry?
1: Well, there was really two things and it had nothing to do with working with buyers or sellers and just loving helping, you know, people get into their dream home. Not that I didn't enjoy that, but that wasn't to the core. That wasn't it. You know, right. Number one, I've never seen an industry in my life that created, there's more opportunity out there. I mean, you can go from a zero like I was when I got into business, nothing to my name, you know, right. Two in six months making more than doctors and attorneys. So it's just endless. The opportunities are endless and it's the most level playing field out of any industry you know, 5'10", uncoordinated white dude. So, may, if I had a, a dream and a vision of going pro in the NBA, you know, maybe I'd make yeah. it, but it would be, it'd be tough to do that for me, you know, right? We're in real estate, right. man. It, it doesn't matter how tall you are, how short you are, fat, skinny, how thick of an accent you have, like nothing It all is just based on your commitment. I've always loved that aspect of it. The time that it really clicked is when I started my team. You know, realizing the impact that I could have as a team leader, you know, right? Bringing in agents that I could mentor, that I could coach. I mean, really at a high level, not only could I coach them on the health and fitness aspects, that's a, you know, huge part of our business and our core values. And, you know, right? Mm-hmm. every week everybody has set a set of personal health commitment in our organization. And, you know, we really pushed that as well. But you know, I started having teammates come to me just in tears. They're like, look, man, I've, I've lost 30 pounds. I'm in the best shape I've ever been. I, and I'm also making more money than I've ever made. And, you know, I just... Yeah. able to have that impact, man. It was, you know, so combination of those, a combination of I could go out there and make the money that I wanted to make with endless opportunities. Plus the impact that I could have uh, was much larger than the health and fitness space. The combination of those two, man, it was just game over for me after that moment.
0: You are known in the industry as having the number one podcast, GSD mode. Why just start that? You know, what do you focus on in that? And then I, I want to kind of dive into what you've been up to besides the real estate world.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, it started originally, number one, I was asked to be on a lot of podcasts. I was, you know, quickly became one of the top agents in the United States and the country and won a lot of awards, accolades and so forth. And got asked to be on a lot of other people's podcasts. And I'm one of those where it's just, I'm a creator, man. I'm like, all right, these guys are doing good. I enjoy it. But like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to listen to podcasts, why don't I just have my own podcast and handpick my own guests and, you know, go out and grow it and 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 I also you know I with a lot of the interviews I was being interviewed on I just didn't enjoy podcasters talking over you or what you know whatever I'm just like dude from a top producer to a top producer I just was confident I could do a better job with with interviewing mm. and pulling that content information out there. So, but when I started pushing a lot of content out there, because I had pushed out about 400 videos before I actually technically started a podcast on on YouTube. And that had started from, you know, when I first got into the business, dude, before I got licensed, I've always been one of those where I'm like, dude, I'm not going to try to figure this out on my own. I've always had a coach or a trainer or whatever. So, I knew the power of having a mentor. And and even when I was in real estate school, man, I started interviewing top local realtors. And then when I got licensed, I just, I've always been obsessed with that, man. I'd jump on airplanes, you know, because when I started, man, there wasn't YouTube, there wasn't podcasts. Agents in the top 10 on the planet that would give me their time and and let me take them out to lunch. And, and, you know, so I always wanted though, like so many people, so many top producers gave me so much of their time. You know, I, I think that that's why you see so many top producers also being willing to give their time because they know that they would have never made it if it wasn't for that. But I got to a point where I was so busy and then I had my family and so forth that I couldn't get to the point when people would reach out to me, Hey, can you, can you take me to lunch? Can I pick your brain? It There's was, it was such a massive amount of them, of agents reaching out. And I wanted to be able to help them and answer their questions and so forth. But with running my business and with my kids, it was like, I could not see my kids then. So I had to make a decision. Yeah. So then it was just kind of like, all right, we'll just do send me your questions and I'll make you a video. And then let me throw that on YouTube. I had several hundred videos on there, you know, before the podcast officially started. Um, and it's just continued to explode from there.
0: That's crazy. So when somebody asks you a question, you're like, that's episode 297. And watch this YouTube video. Is that is that kind of your move?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's how it started. We're still doing that today. We still get a lot of feedback with questions and and still try to answer as many questions as I possibly can on there and give tips and give value. I mean, look, dude, at the end of the day, real estate changed every aspect of my life. And I I do, I feel 100% it is now my responsibility. Like I owe it to our industry and the other realtors to give back to them. And it's not that I owe it to them. It's that I owe it to my mentors that helped me.
0: When you look back at your journey, because you're in the practice, you're doing it every single day, you have a team, you're kind of in that top 10 of people in the industry. When you look back, there's always a turning point. There's this moment in your life where everything clicked or everything changed or everything got really good for you. When was that? And what did you learn in that moment? And what would you share in terms of value for the audience today?
1: Yeah. So, and this might be different than other guest answers that you've had on just because, you know, it's one of those things where I've always done a lot of deals and I don't want to sound yep. cocky or arrogant with that. Look guys, like I've worked my ass off, you know, right? Like I'll, yep. I'll get agents said like, how'd you get your first client under contracted within four days of the business? I'm like, well, I did 12 open houses in my first four days. I was doing three open houses a day. I'd work, you know, right. It was just, I mean, I'm that guy that I have no problem working 18, 20 hour days, pulling all nighters. Like I, I love the hustle and not that I still I don't try to do that today with a family and so forth, but at the time, you know, right. So, you know, even when the market crashed, I'm able to pivot and and go from being a top traditional agent to a top REO agent and, and so forth. You know, the big turning point for me was about four years into the business, I got to a point where I was making more money than I'd ever even fathomed that I could be making in this industry, you know, because you don't know what you don't know and what's possible. But man, I was more miserable than when I was broke. And what I realized at that moment that I set the wrong target. And ever since then, once I've gotten clarity on the right target for me, that's when the gains changed. And what I mean by that is, in the beginning, it was, as I mentioned before, like I just was here to stack cash, sticking tired of being broke. And so I was just focused on making money, making money, making money. Money is great. But when you get to the point when you're working for him to midnight at that point, I I had, you know, was married now. I had my first kid a half mile from the office. I'm going four or five days in a row without seeing him, And I didn't set the right target of why am I doing this? What, what does this look like? And so now how I approach business and what that moment and that learning lesson taught me is I look at a business is a vehicle like none of us live to work. We work so we can go out there and live. So a business yep. is a vehicle that allows you to live that life that you want to live. If I'm willing to give this five, 10 years of my life, how long it takes, To create a successful business, where that business must eventually reciprocate and give back to me. So I had to get really clear on that, and it changed not just knowing of every day why I'm building and why it's important, right? But then from a daily decision factor. So I had to like boil down, like what are the things that are most important to me? Well, eventually for a business to get back to me, man, like I don't mind the work, but I want to have freedom of location, freedom of schedule, as well as I want to make the money that I want to make to create the opportunities for my family, and and ultimately make the money that I want to make and be able to do what I want, when I want, with whom I want, you know, right? That, that right. to me long-term is, is what I want with a business. So I also had to start changing my lead generation, my marketing, how I set up, like everything had to allow that future thing to become possible, become a reality. But then once I got that clarity on, again, what that end game goal is, I had the right target, but I could start making the right daily decisions because all success is at the end of the day is the right daily decisions made each and every day all throughout the day that compound over time into the success mm-hmm. that you want to create. Failure is just the opposite. Wrong small decisions, you know, made each and every day throughout the day. Well, how do you know if you're making the right decision or wrong decision if you don't have clarity on what that end game vision looks like? And I think that most people, I mean, you got 99% of humanity that ends up dying on They're on their deathbed and they have this massive shoulda, woulda, coulda laundry list and they die with a heavy heart of regret. You've got to spend time, man. Like, what Reverse engineer life. Okay. Hey, like when I'm on my deathbed and I'm reflecting my life, how do I want that conversation to go? What do I want to have accomplished? What are the things that I regret? So when, when we start long-term, big picture, long-term, well, now I can reverse engineer that. So, you know, as we're getting close to 2021, well, 2021 is a stepping stone that year exists to give me one step closer to that goal that I want to achieve. So yeah. It allows me to start kind of creating these building blocks down to a daily basis and even a minute by minute basis of what I need to do do to create that reality and I find that nobody has a motivation problem it's a clarity problem that they have burnout doesn't exist man it only it only exists when you don't have clarity lack of motivation only exists when you don't have that clarity and, and that's why I say it became a game changer that's, that's when it got a hell of a lot of fun
0: Interesting. And is there another time in your career where you kind of redid everything and shifted? I mean, like after you had that first epiphany, like I need to have the right goals. I want to have a right vision for my life probably is another time that everything shifted. What happened and when was that? What'd you learn?
1: Yeah. I always say there's two big mistakes that I made in, in, in my career, which we just talked about one of them. The second one was not investing the time to master the hiring process you know, right? Um, as you become a team leader, you got to understand and realize that your ability of being a great realtor has nothing to do with your success of being a team leader. Like obviously, you have to have success as, as a realtor to, to even start a team and so forth. That's just kind of the given. You know, I spent so much time mastering my listing presentation, buyer presentation, digital marketing. You know, all these different things. But man, it was close to a decade end of my career before I got extremely intentional with mastering that hiring process. And you know, I got to a mm. point where man, I didn't even want to step foot in my own business. Like I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy the people I was with. I didn't enjoy, you know, so many things about it. It just became a headache and a burden. And, but mastering that process for any leader, man, I mean, it it would have saved me or made me millions more if I would have mastered that earlier on.
0: I think if you're listening and you're a leader, every single person on this call listening right now identifies with exactly what you're talking about. If you've ever hired
1: people, it's one of the hardest skills to master. It's seriously hard. Yeah. And then most though, I mean, I, most of my friends are team leaders or business owners, whatever. And, and, you know, yeah, I mean, most people have the same problem, but I can tell you, there's only a select few that invest figure it out. the time to master the process. It's not that anybody can figure it out, but it's just, what are you going to do to go out there and master it? And people would say, you know, cause you get to a point where your success is no longer dictated by you. You know, like you right. can't, you can only carry the, the weight of, of the company on your shoulders for so long, you know, it gets to a point where sure. it's all about your people, man. And, and, you know, how do you identify those people? How do you know the right people for you? How do they know their core value fit and, and so forth? It's amazing to me. Well, I shouldn't say it's amazing because it took me so damn long to master it too. <laughs> yeah. One of the
0: funny things about me is I've hired over 6,000 people to work for our company and I still don't feel like I've mastered it. And it's just tough. Hiring people is just tough. Let's dive into you. You mentioned digital marketing. I think it's an important topic today because so many people are going through that transition. They used to generate business from client events or referrals or their sphere of influence or networking at some you know, group or events. And so the entire industry is going, you've got people who are doing really, really well because they already had a presence online and they already had that figured out. And then you have everybody else who's trying to catch up. Let's talk through what are the, your best steps for people who need to get in that digital game like you did so many
1: years ago? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the first thing that I wanted to say there is, there is one thing I know for sure is that it works and nothing doesn't, right? So they have massive success without getting into digital marketing. I mean, if we lined up the top 100 agents on the planet, they'd all have different lead generation strategies and so forth, you know, but it's about identifying what you wanna do, what you enjoy doing, what you like doing, where your ideal client is and so forth. And that might be networking events, that might be open houses, that might be through, through repeat referral business. If it is digital marketing, because it just comes down to, man, like, okay, you've got tactics and you have strategy. Tactic if you, if you only focus on a tactic, you're going to have pain for the rest of your career. But if you learn to master strategy, if you understand it, and you master strategy, boom, it will create wealth for you throughout your business. And it'll be a game changer for you. And I'll give you some examples of that. Like I'll have people that will come to me like, oh, I, I copied your Facebook ad and it's not working for me. You know, right? They've, you know, <laughs> That is them trying to replicate the tactic itself, not understanding the entire strategy. So you've got tactics and strategies. So the first thing is, is identifying, okay, what is the tactic? What is the medium that I'm going to utilize? So, you know, a tactic would be going out for sale by owners, direct mail, YouTube, Facebook, you know, whatever that may be, Mm -hmm. because again, there's not one facet to same like digital marketing is almost like same prospecting. Well, there's a lot of different yeah. methods of prospecting, a lot yeah. different methods of, of digital marketing. So identifying, you know, what it is that you're going to go after. So what I look at first with that is getting very clear with your ideal client. You know, this is where it really starts. Yep. So who is my ideal client? where are their eyeballs at, what's important to them and so forth, you know, right? It becomes really important you guys because all sales is, is pain and pleasure. People have a pain that they're experiencing and a the pleasure they want to get to. You want to show up and and be and educate them through your marketing, through your messaging that you are the guide to get them from pain to pleasure, right? right. So I got to make sure I'm, you know, if if my ideal clients were 18 years old, I might be marketing on TikTok. My ideal clients aren't <laughs> 18 years old. They're not on TikTok. I'm not there. Uh, so getting very clear, getting on who that ideal client is. But at the end of the day, then that's when it comes to the strategy. It's, it's getting clear on that ideal client. And then really all strategy is, is what is my effective plan for this tactic?
0: I think the the question is like examples of programs that you've built. So the challenge that real estate people have, and I'm guilty of this too, is I needed to build a program, right? And I need to have a paid program, an email program, a text program, a call, you know, like I need a whole digital marketing situation. So I just wanted you to talk through like what your program would look like for the audience so they could consider their own program, like a divorce yeah. program, a move up buyer program, a first-time home buyer program. The holistic approach to digital marketing is probably something that you could really add value to.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. So um, and I love this stuff, dude, right? So it's technical, which I know most of us that are in the space aren't tech savvy people. Look, before I got into real estate, I never had a computer. I didn't, you know, yeah, I'm a millennial, but I'm like at that very far end almost the cutoff of not being a millennial. So it's kind of that uh-huh foreign age where like technology wasn't quite infused yet. So this is stuff that I have to learn constantly on of myself. But this is why I said earlier too, like, I want to look at things that I enjoy doing. Like, here's an example. I hate cold calling. Like, I'm not going to go read a book on cold calling. I'm not going to jump on a training on cold calling, but I will for digital marketing all day long because I love it. My competitors are watching, you know, I don't know, Cobra Kai or some bullshit on Netflix on a Friday (laughs) night, you know, right? Like I'll be binging, you know you free youtube because here's the cool thing about today you guys like all the all the information like between youtube and then a, 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 a site like Udemy, dot com, where you can yeah. pretty much learn anything for 10 bucks. Like it's either free yeah. or 10 bucks to learn any of this stuff, you know, but there's a learning curve to it, you know, right? So then from there, we got to reverse it. Before you start any type of marketing or any type of prospecting or anything, you've got to have the sales machine built behind it. Like I always look at like the marketing, the ads, that's kind of like the pretty shell that goes on top of the car. Well, what's underneath that shell, man, they've got the infrastructure, they got the engine, they've got all that. Well, you got to have that, you know, one thing that we really push in our team is before we allow, let's just say a brand new agent that joins our team before we want them going out there and lead generating, like there's five things that we need them to do. And it might take three weeks to 30 days, you know, right to get these down. But number one, you have to have your tracking system uh, in place. Like you got a per lead source, you got to be tracking yep. how many, how many conversations, appointments set, conductions, yeah. clients, closings, know what your cost acquisition of acquisition is, how much effort goes into it. So tracking system set up and we're old school, like it's all Google Drive, it's all free, Google Sheets. Uh, Josh, yeah. I don't know how to build Google Sheets or Excel sheets. Neither did I, I went on Udemy and for 10 bucks and a Sunday afternoon, now I'm a freaking whiz, you know, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you got, you got, if you can't be resourceful enough to overcome that little obstacle, you probably should just drop out of this industry. And I don't mean to be a dick, yeah. but it's just you gotta yeah. be resourceful. It would would work, right? So, okay, number one, your tracking system. Number two, you got to have your CRM dialed in and set up. Your CRM, you should know per lead source, okay, when that lead comes in, how am I working every lead per lead source? How am I working when they become a client? How am I working them in this system, right? When they go into contract, how am I working the system when they become a past client? How am I working the system? Your CRM yeah. is the number one most important asset to your business. There's not one top producer that isn't a freak about their CRM that doesn't know what use it, and abuse it. Then the best CRM is the one that you're going to go out there and use. Um, I'm a little biased because I own my own CRM company, uh, which the cool thing with that is like all my follow-up campaigns and drips and thousand day follow up campaigns and emails and texts and autoresponders are already built into it. So perfectstormnow.com. It doesn't matter which one it is that you're going to. Thirdly, your listing and buyer presentation, like get that set up, get that dialed in, know what you're going to present. Because if you look at those three, if you're not tracking your numbers, knowing what's working and, and what's coming in, if you can't, have uh, if your CRM is not set up, you're never going to have a high conversion with those those right. leads. You don't have your buyer listing presentation set up. You, you might convert them to an appointment, but you're never going to convert them to a client. So, like, look, you're going to go broke or burn out or probably a combination of both. So, these things kind of make yeah. sense. The fourth thing is your past client and severe of influence uh, strategy in place, right? Because that's. Yep one of the biggest faults of real estate agents, but you just need to get it dialed dialed in. You, 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 you <laughs> think uh, that's a whole other podcast, guy. That's yeah. a whole other podcast. Uh, and then the fifth thing is market knowledge, you know, right? I mean, spend time yep. man. jump in, you know, spend an hour a day in your MLS, spend an hour a day driving neighborhoods and getting to know the neighborhoods and your product. And you got to know the area that you're servicing and then the product that you're servicing. Mm-hmm. You know, again, a brand new, totally green agent, fresh out of school within 30 days, we can have those things dialed in. but you got to build that machine. So here's an example. Right. When I get a Facebook, ad that comes in, our Facebook lead that comes in, they get an auto remon, uh, autoresponder email, autoresponder text. Yep. They're going to automatically get set up on our thousand day custom pre-written email and text drip campaign. Um, yep. We're physically going to go in there and set them up on property alerts. Of course, we're going to call them in the first, you know, that hopefully with as soon as possible, but within that first day, um, they're going to get calls over the first 14 days. Then they're going to get called every 21 days for the first year until we uh, get them on the phone. We establish a connection. We know what their expectations are, what they want, what their timeframes are. And based on that, then that will adjust what a follow-up plan is. Like nobody has a lead generation problem. They have a lead conversion problem. I mean, every human being out there, that's a potential lead, you know, right? Like not the issue. So, so you got to have that machine in in place. I'd spend 30 days interviewing every divorce it turned out to lunch that I possibly could hang out what are the pains that what are the questions what are the pain points yeah. What where are they going what's keeping them up at night you yeah. know right then I would go to everybody that I've known we all know a ton of people that have been divorced I go to everyone yeah. that I knew at a good enough level that I could ask those same questions to and then I'd put together a guide that would help them answer those questions so when I'm starting my yep. Facebook funnels you know right'd be offering a free guy our I calling him, hey Joshua Smith you got my home group just uh, my home group just so you know this isn't a sales call. I'm not here to sell you anything. My records indicate that you're going through a tough time and I just want to reach out and, you know, first off, say, I'm sorry that you're experiencing this tough time And, and, you know, share your story. I think it's really important to attach. Maybe you went through a divorce yourself. So then I could sit there and say, you know, when I was, when I was young, my parents went through divorce. I know how hard that is on families. And look, my heart just goes out to those that are going through the same situation. And, and uh, I've got some resources that I think really help you. Again, I'm not here to sell anything. I know you're going through a ton. I've, I've got this great guide that I put together by interviewing right. 25 uh, divorce attorneys, by interviewing, you know, a uh, hundred divorced couples on, you know, what their concerns were, what their fears were and and their answers, response to those questions. And, you know, the feedback that I'm getting from a lot of people that are going through situations, they find this really helpful. So, you know, I'd love to send it to you if it's something that you think of value and uh, I'd love to send it to you. What's the best email to send it to? Or you can have them opt in at it, you know, right? And yeah. the follow-up becomes of uh, hey, want to check in with you. How, like, I'm going to be a resource first. So we do this with For Sale By Own right like so we know with for sale by owners and this is why you got to get to know your ideal client so when we, when right. we look at a for sale by owner because a for sale by owner is different than an expired different than a probate different than it is virtually impossible to talk anybody out of their belief system if you are a Trump fan and I'm, I'm a, a Biden fan, I'm not saying I am not political. I'm just using this as an example. Yeah. No matter how long I talk to you, you're probably not gonna change your belief system or vice versa, yeah. you know, right? Or if we were different religions yeah. or whatever. Like pe- you know, People have to self-discover this stuff. So for sell by owner, why are they listing their home on their own? It's because they think the, the vast majority, it's not because they don't like realtors. The vast majority is because they are extremely confident they can do it on their own. Not only do it on their own, they can do it better. So they have to, on average, it goes through about a six to eight week discovery process that they have to go through and realize, well, shit, this is much tougher than I thought. Maybe I need a real estate agent. They've got to self-discover that. So we yeah. have a, a free for sale by owner resource plan that we go after for sale owners with, uh, well, we'll do free open houses for them. If anybody's interested in the house, we give them that person and they don't owe us a commission, but we get all the leads that come through. And, you know, of course we have an option where we can help them with paperwork and, you know, so forth. But then with our resource, like we give them things to be successful. Like we teach them how to write yeah. their own ads. We teach them how to do their own open houses. We give them blank purchase contracts. So we're establishing ourselves as that resource, that trusted resource. Hey yeah. man, I, if you have any questions, if, if you have a contract, something that's, that's interesting, And and look, I, I get, I respect what you're doing. I get that you don't want to pay a commission. Look, when I sell my own houses, I hit paying that big commission too. I get it, man. So if you have a question, just reach out. So I'm checking in with them every single week, offering value, value, value. So when they hit that pain point, boom, they're thinking of me and want to go with me. So just thinking about that, you guys. And really when it comes to digital marketing, that is the key is content, 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 content. Yeah. Right. It's why, why you see podcasts like this, like why is Daniel doing these amazing podcasts yeah. with giving you guys free content? Cause he's having an impact on your life and, and hope you're able to go out there business. And as you grow and expand and you need help in your business, you know, like I need an assistant. Well, it makes sense to, to go with my out desk and hire a VA. It's way cheaper and more effective than going out there and trying to do this on your own. Like yeah. he's giving value to you first, you know, for boom, you know, right. And we see it in other parts of our industry, like title marketing sales reps. What do they do for us realtors? They give us all these marketing materials. They teach us all of this stuff yeah. so that they can impact you. So when you start getting escrows, you know, right. Hopefully it's a lot of reciprocation, man. It's the most powerful law of influence out of yes. all the laws of influence. Like yep. you feel the need to give them back and you should want to support those. Like if you're getting a ton of value out of this podcast and, and you're getting to the point where you want to hire somebody for assistant, or you're getting ready to hire the next one. And you, you know, Daniel's his podcast had a massive impact on your life, you know, right? Like you should want to give back to him and go with him. Plus I'm not just saying this because I'm on this podcast. We're also clients of of as well. So uh, like they have an amazing, amazing service. So, so that's where that's it, content creation is about that. It's like same thing okay and they're all different beasts with digital marketing so it kind of gets clumped in but like YouTube is a totally different beast than my social media paid ads but same thing on there like my YouTube ads you yeah, not my YouTube ads but my uh, our YouTube content like don't dabble this is where most real estate agents go wrong is you know I'm going to try these eight different things and they do half-ass with yeah. different things if, okay well if I'm going to go to YouTube again it's a totally different concept man totally different thing I got to know the right the right titles I got to know the right keywords I got to write the right tags I got to you know know the Right, call to actions in that video, right? How to get them to engage and what that looks like. It's a totally different beast, but they're all extremely effective if you invest the time to master them.
0: Well, I think you brought up a point that I think most business owners forget real estate, but most business owners don't do is that 25 interviews with the attorney, the 50 conversations with somebody who's been through it before. Like delivery of that content, the discovery of going through, hey, what are the FAQs? What are the pain points? Understanding why somebody chooses somebody when they're in that situation. That's the piece that mo- most people just fall flat on when they're thinking about digital marketing. So
1: I'm glad that you brought it up. I wanted to emphasize it because I think it's important. Yeah, and here, here's just to piggyback on that because I, I love that you brought that up, it's so important. And for most real estate agents, like how you identify your ideal client, is who do you connect? Like, who are your people? Who do you connect with the most? If you're a brand new realtor, you might not be like, oh, well, I don't have any realtor clients that are real estate clients I'm connected with. Well, what about your past career? You know, right? Who are yeah. your people in your personal life? The gym, at your kids' schools, in, in your own inner circle. If you look at your, your 10 closest friends, those are your people. So when I started looking at my real estate clients and getting clear on this stuff, it was like, okay, okay, who did I connect with the best? Who do I enjoy working with the most? Who Did I work with that? It didn't feel like work. Who did I become friends with after the transaction that they were inviting me to their weekend barbecues? Who's sending me the most repeat referral business? Start connecting those dots. And and the great thing is we're working with our clients. Not everyone's going to be your ideal client, but as you find those ideal clients, just pay attention to the questions that they're asking you, what they're saying, you know, ask them, Hey, before we met, you know, what were the biggest fears that you had, you know, when buying your next home or selling your home, you know, just asking those questions and they give it all to you.
0: Yeah. Speaking of digital marketing, I want to wrap up. You just wrote a new book and it's a completely free book. So I know that there's a lot of value in that book. So I want to, I want you to talk about it a little bit, give it away to the audience and uh, just really appreciate you being here today and being with the show and sharing, you know, massive value for people just because of who you are. I just want to thank you for that.
1: Yeah, no, it truly means a lot, man. So, yeah, I wrote the, the book. It's, I've had it for, I don't know, just a few weeks now. And, and I, you know, I had resistance to a book just because, I, I, you know, I'm not necessarily a writer plus, you know, I don't know. I don't yeah. get a lot of value out of books personally, you know, because of all the stories on the fluff, most authors are like just tooting their own horns. And so, I wanted to write a book yep. the way I wanted to write a book. So, you know, first of all, most books are written to be sales lead magnets and so forth. So, I was like, I don't yep. want to do that, dude. Like, I just, it's just a value give. You know, essentially, I'm breaking down my top just over 40 tips i think there's 47 tips in there my top 47 tips for real estate agents just to dominate and grow your real estate business from all aspects of the business from goal setting to uh, daily routines to time management to you know a crm setup to setting up you know and running facebook ads to doing successful open houses to you know expired fisbo scripts and so forth there's no fluff in there there's no stories i get right to the point um, each chapter is, is a different in-depth hardcore tip, uh, for real estate agents. Again, just to go out there and, and so the book, it's kind of a lame title, I guess, but it was, you know, it was like, well, what do I want people to be able to do with the book? Well, read it and be able to dominate their real estate business. So dominate real estate business, top tips from a top producer. Um, you can go to Joshua Smith, free Uh, and you guys, mm-hmm. when I say it's free. It's hundred percent free. It's not one of these paid plus shipping. It's a digital download that you'll get right to your email box as soon as you opt in. And again, there's nothing being sold in there. So you don't have to worry about, Oh, I read this tip. And then he's like trying to sell this back in this product. You know, this is just, again, this industry that's changed my life and I'm just trying to impact and give back to, to an industry that's had such a massive impact on my own life.
0: I love it. What I like also is that they the no fluff approach and the checklist. I, I imagine downloading that book myself and then going, yep, I'm doing this. Yep. I'm doing this. Yep. Oh man, here's a couple that I'm not. Okay. I'm going to implement these in this time frame. And I feel like you could literally go through chapter by chapter and just check Mark and okay, I'm going to do this over the next 60 days and then completely transform your business. Is that, was that your intention?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's not not necessarily, uh, you know, I didn't, didn't write it with, with that in mind of, you know, yeah. like my whole intention, like, look, man, if somebody just took three of those tips, it could wow. massively grow. Them. So not each one builds off the other and, and so forth. Because look, you know, I give a lot of different lead generation tips and scripts and so forth in there. I know that not everybody's going to do all those lead generation, you know, different strategies and they probably shouldn't, you know, if I'm an individual right. real estate agent, like I'm going to identify two lead generation methods and I'm going to go all in and master those. I love
0: it. Joshua Smith. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate your time and your willingness to share with the industry.
1: Yeah, no, it's an honor, my man. Truly honored to be here. And thank you guys. And for those of you who are here with us, watching, listening again, I truly appreciate you being here. And and this is an honor.